hello and welcome to the second episode of Two Dogs, a Guy, and a Movie podcast. I am your host and the guy part of the podcast, Chris Hancock. There is a good possibility my four-legged producers join me at some point, referring of course to the two-dog portion of the podcast, my Pitbull mixes, Mosby and Luna. Both are adopted from Greater Birmingham Humane Society. I always recommend adopting a dog. They are kind of the best. Just in case this is your first time with us, I signed up for MoviePass, which is a subscription-based program where you can go and see as many movies in a month as you want and just pay a single fee. Can't see repeat movies, uh, which upsets some people, but still a great deal. So I decided I'd share my thoughts with you on the movies I see. I will usually try and avoid any big spoilers, but I will be trying to break down the movie well enough to help you decide if it is worth seeing. So feel free to help me help you, and stay tuned. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It is the fifth installment of the Jurassic Park franchise, based on the novel by Michael Crichton. It is directed by J.A. Bayona, and actually Steven Spielberg, the director of the first Jurassic Park movie, is the executive producer on this film. It stars Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, who are reprising their roles of Owen Grady and Claire Deering, respectively. Uh, this movie takes place three years after Jurassic World, uh, they are dealing with Isla Nublar being uh, threatened by a volcanic eruption which will make the dinosaurs go extinct again. Now we are treated to two things very early on in this movie. Uh, one being big dinosaurs with action as... The opening scene is about a recovery mission to go get the DNA of the Indominus Rex from the island. And in the meantime, there is an attack and we get to see the T-Rex really early, which is always good. Another thing we get really early on in the movie after that scene is Jeff Goldblum reprising his role as Ian Malcolm uh, in front of a Senate committee hearing. Uh, discussing what to do about the dinosaurs. He is his usual life will find a way, chaos will find a way type person that Ian Malcolm has always been. And at this point, Claire is leading a protection group that's trying to save the dinosaurs from this island. Congress is involved trying to decide what to do whether or not to save the dinosaurs, and they ultimately decide they're not going to get involved. So Claire is contacted by Benjamin Lockwood, who is who we find out is John Hammond's partner, uh, originally in the Jurassic Park creation. John Hammond, obviously, uh, the creator of Jurassic Park from the first movie, you know, the Miracle on 34th Santa Claus creator uh, of Jurassic Park, and they were partners, and when she visits Benjamin Lockwood, who is played by uh, James Cromwell, 
most of you know him as the farmer in Babe. Uh, he was also Jack Bauer's father in a season of 24. But uh, he has an assistant named Eli Mills, who is played by Rafe Spall. Benjamin Lockwood and Eli Mills inform Claire that there is an island that can be a sanctuary for the dinosaurs. It would be a place where they could live without any borders, without any tourists, and they could just inhabit the island. But they need her help to turn the tracking system back on that they used on the island. And they also need her help in convincing Owen Grady to return because they need him to find Blue, the last remaining Velociraptor. Now, we find out that there was a past between Claire and Owen between the past two movies, and so her being sent to convince Owen to go to the island is not necessarily something she's got a lot of confidence in, but she's able to use Blue to pull on Owen's heartstrings because Owen raised Blue from a little baby Velociraptor, obviously convinces Owen to go and try and save Blue. So Claire, Owen, and two other members, uh, one guy named Franklin Webb, who is played by Justice Smith. He plays an IT guy. And then there is Dr. Zia Rodriguez, who is played by Danielle Pineda. Uh, and they go on the journey with Owen and Claire to go save the dinosaurs. When they arrive at Isla Nublar, they are greeted by Ken Wheatley. Uh, Ken Wheatley is played by Ted Levine, and he is kind of a commando-type guy. He's the person in charge of actually securing the dinosaurs and getting them off of the island. Ken leads Claire, Franklin, Owen, and Zia to a facility where they can turn the tracking system back on. And once they do, Ken, Owen, and Zia go to rescue Blue. Upon rescuing Blue, which is still what Chris Pratt thinks they are doing, it is discovered that it's actually a double-cross situation, and they're not trying to rescue Blue or the other dinosaurs. They've got ulterior motives for trying to get the dinosaurs off the island. So Owen Grady is rendered incapacitated. Zia is taken by the group led by Ken Wheatley to take care of Blue, and that leaves Owen, Franklin, and Claire left to run away from a volcanic eruption and also a whole lot of dinosaurs. Pretty much the scariest environment imaginable. That's that's all I have to say about it. Scariest environment imaginable. Uh, so they're able to avoid volcanic rock and ash and lava and a whole lot of gigantic dinosaurs running around them and make it to the ship that is transporting the dinosaurs off of the island. Okay. And I'm going to level with you right now. The scene as they're making it off the island is a clear sign that in this movie they are trying to tug at your heartstrings. They are trying to see if they can make you sad over what is happening to the dinosaurs. And they do a, they do a pretty damn good job of doing so. So Claire and Owen try and stick with Blue as much as possible to try and figure out what's going on. 
and they start to be part of the transport when they are discovered because Claire and Owen are recognizable people to the people involved with stealing the dinosaurs and they stand out quite obviously. So they are taken and ends up that all of the dinosaurs are going right back to Lockwood Estate because Eli Mills is actually a really shady character and he has been planning to auction off these dinosaurs to the highest bidder. People believe that the dinosaurs can be trained and raised and bred to be weapons of certain magnitude. You know, if you have guns and bombs and planes and chips. I'm not exactly sure what good a dinosaur is going to do in the terms of weaponry, but as Owen and Claire discover what's going on, they try and make an escape from their situation, which uh, obviously does not look great. Um, Franklin and Zia are still caught up with taking care of the dinosaurs, and Owen and Claire end up befriending another character named Maisie Lockwood. Now, Maisie Lockwood is portrayed by Isabella Sermon, and she is also portrayed to be the granddaughter of Benjamin Lockwood. There's a little bit more to that storyline. I'm not going to get into it because I would definitely file it under the category of spoilers uh, because it indicates a direction that the franchise wants to go. So Owen and Claire befriend Maisie, and she, knowing the way around the Lockwood estate, tries to help them. But she's a little girl being chased by gigantic dinosaurs, and we got to cut her a little slack that she's not as helpful as you might hope she would be. But we also discover that there is another recurring character in this movie, and that is Dr. Henry Wu, who was in the first Jurassic Park movie. He is the actor um, B.D. Wong, and he is the tour guide in the first Jurassic Park who is showing Dr. Grant and the other visitors around the lab where the dinosaurs are created and he is the scientist that's there when the velociraptors are hatching out of the eggs in the laboratory in the first movie. He reprised his role in Jurassic World where he was the scientist behind the creation of the Indominus Rex. And this time, since he was able to escape in Jurassic World, he is creating an Indoraptor, which just having the word raptor attached to it lets you know that it likes to do bad things. It likes to do hood rat stuff with its friends. And that's kind of what happens from this point on. with this Indoraptor, thanks to Dr. Henry Wu, who just can't seem to stay out of the way. And what happens every time that they create a killing machine out of a dinosaur? 
It kills people. And that's exactly what happens in the rest of this movie. People die. Because you've got a created killing machine and 11 other dinosaurs in some random mansion, I believe in California. So you're here with an Indoraptor, and it escapes because of course it does. And so you've got Claire and Owen trying to help save the day, and Owen at least gets to reunite with Blue, uh, which obviously they make a good tag team duo uh, since Owen has trained Blue and Blue still recognizes Owen. And so basically the rest of the movie is just a lot of chaos, uh, helps make up for some of the slow parts earlier on in the movie. Obviously, with most Jurassic Park movies, some specimen gets away uh, with someone that's going to be able to do something with it because you have to know that there's going to be continued genetic engineering of dinosaurs uh, and because there's going to be another movie. There's a lot that goes on, a lot of loose ends that get tied up, and I don't want to give anything away because there is a lot that goes on kind of sets up some other things uh, some people that uh, will be around and won't be around for the next movie type thing uh, we do get a little bit more time with Ian Malcolm there at the end of the movie uh, kind of just to set up what to expect in the next movie in his usual doom and gloom type way as Ian Malcolm likes to do. Um, but that pretty much wraps up the synopsis of the movie. Uh, like I said, a lot goes on at the end of the movie to kind of make up for what goes on earlier on when they're trying to set up all the action. My thoughts on the movie, uh, it was entertaining. It dragged a little bit in some places. There are usually slow parts in most of the Jurassic Park movies. A lot of CGI. I don't really enjoy the making up new dinosaurs aspect that they've gone after the past two movies. I'd rather them just stick to the dinosaurs that we already know about and just build on that. But, you know, I guess you got to keep the franchise going in some sort of direction. Uh, Chris Pratt obviously did a great job. Uh, I really enjoy him as Owen Grady. Uh, he's he's been, you know, pretty much the best part of the two new movies. Claire Deering, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, did a, a a good job again in this movie. Um, I'm excited because I, I have heard that Jeff Goldblum will be a little bit more involved in the next movie, which is supposed to come out about the same time in 2021. Uh, so Jurassic Park is not giving up just yet. Obviously, they give a little bit of preview into what they're planning to do with the dinosaurs. I do feel that this was by far the saddest Jurassic Park movie that has been made. I'm not saying it's Marley and me sad or Bruce Willis saying he's not coming home to live Tyler the end of Armageddon sad. Don't get mad at me if you think that's a spoiler. That movie came out 20 years ago. Uh, but there are some, some sad parts, and I think that's to try and build some compassion in for the dinosaurs going into the next movie 
where I have a feeling the dinosaurs will finally get to have a little bit of revenge on the humans. Uh, Obviously, they've gotten their revenge a little bit at the parks, and they do a good job of showing a little bit of what they're going to try and do with that uh, at the end of the movie. On a five-star scale, I'd give it a three, three to three and a half stars. It's just a little bit absurd with some of the CGI uh, and some of the things that go on. It's just a little bit too much, not enough on the storyline. And so it's, you know, still a good watch. I'd still recommend it, especially if you're a Jurassic Park fan. It's not a disappointment. It's just not uh, as good as some of the others have been. Obviously, I'm going to be a little bit biased to the first Jurassic Park movie. I saw it here uh, in my hometown of Birmingham at the historic Alabama Theater. And the first time you see the T-Rex roar, uh, as a little kid is quite uh, quite extraordinary and the theme song I will always remember so I may judge it a little harsher based on that uh, again I, I do recommend seeing it there is a stinger at the end of this movie just a short clip at the end of the credits that you can stick around for it's nothing earth shattering but it is a little bit of a glimpse into Uh, what has transpired over the course of the end of the movie. The next movie I'm going to review is going to be A Quiet Place, uh, which is starring and directed by John Krasinski of The Office fame and also starring Emily Blunt. So that's going to be the next one I'm going to take a look at and give y'all my opinion on. Again, feel free to send me any comments, suggestions, questions. Uh, I'll try and get back to those. The email address, guy at gmail.com. Try to keep it simple, not as long as the podcast name. Uh, but I will try and get to that. And uh, we'll be breaking down some more movies here over the next week and hopefully putting out some more content that you'll enjoy. Thanks again for your time. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you come back for Episode 3. Again, my name is Chris Hancock, and thanks for your time.